Hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. I know it has been a couple of months, so I just wanted to give you some updates and a little bit of context before we jump into the interview that I did with um, Carrie Carrie Contrary from TikTok about Herbalife and Herbalife Nutrition Clubs. So we recorded this interview back in July and I uploaded it to my Patreon, but then right around the time that I meant to upload it to like my regular podcast where you are listening to this now, I bought a house with my partner and our lives got a little bit hectic. So completely forgot to upload it, but I am back starting to record again and I am now putting this episode where it needs to be so that everyone can hear it. So just wanted to give you um, that little bit of context and you can expect some new episodes coming up soon because like I said, I am starting to record again. So with that, here is my interview with Carrie about Herbalife Nutrition Clubs. I hope you enjoy. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. I am so freaking excited about today's episode. I have been planning and researching and putting this one together for honestly months now. And if you've been following along, uh, you know I've been teasing this one. It is the Herbalife episode. I uh, got together with um, Carrie Contrary, that's her TikTok handle, um, who I met online doing research for this episode, and I realized I just had to interview her and make her a part of this conversation. She is so knowledgeable about this topic, and it was so much fun talking to her about Herbalife and multi-level marketing companies and just the weird world of these Herbalife nutrition shops and what goes on in them and what is up with their products. So I hope uh, you are just as excited as I am and you enjoy this episode. Um, and just before we jump into the interview, I want to remind you that you can support the show and get early access two episodes by becoming one of my patrons on Patreon uh, for as little as $2 a month. All of your contributions really help me to make this show happen, you know, from the recording equipment to the uh, software that I use um, to having guests on. Having a podcast really costs more money than it makes, so I appreciate all of the uh, financial support from my patrons. And with that, enjoy the episode. Okay. Carrie, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited you're here. So for everyone listening, um, I'm talking to Carrie, who I met on TikTok. Her username is Carrie Contrary. And um, recently, at least in the past couple of months, she's been a powerhouse of content creation about Herbalife and their nutrition clubs and kind of MLMs in general. And um, I found her account um, while I was doing research for this episode, which wasn't originally going to be an interview. But after hearing the way that she talks about this topic and just all of the knowledge that she already has, I was like, okay, I can cut out a lot of research and work for myself and just bring her on to have this conversation with me. So Carrie, welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great. Awesome. Um, I'm glad to be on your podcast. <laughs> so um, do you mind just giving a little introduction of like who you are and what got you interested in multi-level marketing companies? Yeah. Um, you know, I think a lot of people that are, their background is in, that, that, that are in the anti-multi-level marketing community. Um, have a history with it. And I don't really have that direct tie. I've never been in one. And I don't other than um, I had a sister that was in one and like, I've got family members that have done it. Um, I've never been that close to it. But what gets me in particular, and the ones that aggravate me the most are the health and wellness related ones. And a lot of that for me comes from I just have this like absolute hatred of diet culture. It has taken me my entire life to unlearn the things that are so embedded in us from, especially as women, but, but all genders from the day that we're born about how we should eat and what, and the guilt we should feel and how we should, um, you know, nourish our bodies or what constitutes good and bad foods as if there were such a thing. 
Um, and then you have these companies that come along and not only are they scamming people like a pyramid scheme, but they're also scamming people by recommending supplements that do nothing um, and putting them in extreme calorie deficits that could be really dangerous um, and then don't result in any kind of long-term weight loss or an ability to keep it off or any kind of substantial change that's going to actually be healthy. And so I'm very passionate about Herbalife in particular um, and the nutrition clubs because of those things. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I think that even for people who have never been personally involved with like working in an MLM or selling for one, we've all been touched by multi-level marketing companies in some way because they're so prevalent. There's so many of them. And even in just the last few years, all of the different scandals that have come out about different ones, LuLaRoe, Herbalife, um, you know, the list goes on and on. So um, for any of my listeners who maybe don't actually know what an MLM is, do you mind giving a quick definition? Yeah. I mean, I think for millennials in particular, I think millennials and, and probably younger Gen Xers know, you know, whether you know what it's called or not, because you've gotten that message on Facebook or Instagram. That's like, Hey, hon, I saw your profile and I just think you're awesome. And you'd be really great doing what I do. Or, Hey, I've got this great new product. If you really want to check it out, or <laughs> I need five testers for these amazing new insert crappy wellness product here. Um, and those are companies that they rely on these independent representatives to sell these products. But the product isn't the thing, the physical product that you're getting. The product is the company itself and the, quote, opportunity to join this business that they're selling. And that's where the scam comes in because you're not... They get so aggravated at us when we talk about how 99% of people lose money in multi-level marketing. But essentially what happens is this is where that pyramid structure comes in. Unless you're one of the first ones in or you happen to have a really big network and a really big downline, you're not make, you're not going to make money because the money comes in from recruiting people. And that's mm. why they're in your inboxes all the time. So if you've ever gotten one of those messages or you've bought product from somebody on Facebook or Instagram um, and they're like having a party to sell it or they're doing a live or something, it's probably multi-level marketing mm. and they're probably losing money to do it. And if they're not losing money, the people below them that they've recruited are the ones losing money. Yeah. Cause what I've, what I've heard, and I, I am not personally a fan of MLMs either. Um, it's, this isn't something that I've ever really talked about, like in my content before, it's been more of just like a personal interest. Um, but it really seems like to me that even when a company with this type of structure starts out with all of the best intentions, the reality is when when your business model relies on recruiting new people to sell the product or service, and that is where the revenue is generated from, not from the actual sale of the product or service itself, um, it's just completely unsustainable. It's uh, the only people who have any opportunity of being successful in that business model are the people who get in early enough. And so likely by the time it gets to you, once the opportunity is being presented to you, it's probably already too late. And like you said, that's people are just going to lose money. And um, there, I mean, there's MLMs in all types of different fields. I, I mean, I even remember growing up with my mom and her friends talking about um, like the Pampered Chef and um, Creative Memories. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, I, in my mind, at least those are a little more benign. They're more about hobbies like it's not selling a dangerous or scammy product like the products mm -hmm. themselves do what they say they do you know the kitchen utensils can cook in the kitchen and the scrapbooking materials can decorate a scrapbook but when it comes to the health and wellness ones there's that whole other layer of not just the business model being manipulative and exploitative but the products and services themselves so um why don't we switch specifically to um, Herbalife now? And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Herbalife is? Like, what do they sell? What are their claims? <laughs> uh, what aren't their claims? Um, <laughs> they they sell predominantly what they're really known for is like their meal replacement shakes. Like Herbalife as a company has these like protein-based 
drink mixes that are like flavored shakes. So the kind of thing you could get at like GNC, Walmart, you know, any place that you could buy protein powder, that's basically what they're selling, flavored protein powders. Um, they're not the best quality. And that's, and that's not my personal opinion. Um, there, I'm working with a dietitian, and, and she, and actually I found her through the anti MLM community. Um, she actually did a full like deep dive on the ingredients talking about why the macros aren't very good. The, why the ingredients might be harmful long-term if you're, if you're consuming them in large quantities and that the calories aren't really consistent with what a meal replacement should be. It's more like a really light snack in some cases. Um, but that's the, that's the bulk of what they do, but they also have like supplements. Like, um, I think they just released like something that's like a tomato and oregano or tomato and basil. I don't know. It sounded like spaghetti sauce. What? I was like, what are we, <laughs> pasta? Yeah. They're coming out with something new. I have no idea, but it's like in a capsule form, of course, because God forbid you eat a vegetable. <laughs> um, and they have like a collagen supplement. They have aloe that they sell. Um, and then in the nutrition clubs, they do all sorts of fancy, fun looking drinks to, to sell it. Um, but they're very, they're very scammy and they're very predatory and they're known for <laughs> preying on the Hispanic community. Um, and if you ever see their packaging, it's always, and it, it, this is, this is a weird thing in the United States because like, if you go to Canada by law, their packaging has to have English and French on it. But in the U.S., all of our packaging is in English because that's that's our predominant language. We don't have an official one, but that's it. However, Herbalife's packaging is all in English and Spanish. Mm -hmm. And there was a lawsuit, actually, right, in 2017. And that's what the movie um, was, was Betting, on, Betting zero. on Zero. Betting on Zero, yeah. So I, I watched that documentary um, near the beginning of when I started doing research for this just to kind of get some background on Herbalife and some of the previous scandals that they've gone through because they've been a they've been around for a while they've been around yeah. since the 80s correct mm -hmm. and yeah it wasn't until 2017 that the sort of predatory nature of their like of like the quick get quick oh my gosh get rich quick scheme mm -hmm. um side of the business model um kind of came to bite them in the butt with that with that lawsuit. I don't remember, did they actually have to do like a payout or anything? Yeah, they they had to change their structure, which is one of the reasons that they started doing the nutrition clubs. And I, and I haven't looked into that legal portion of it. I know kind of the general mm -hmm. what happened kind of parts of it, but I don't, I've really dealt more with the looking at the way the nutrition clubs operate and kind of how those, um, or getting into communities and really spreading this product all over the place. But yeah, they essentially, because they were told you have to change your structure, they started opening up these nutrition clubs. But yeah, if yeah. you watch betting on zero, I mean, you see how they scam and, and, and are predatory. And, and like, if you watch um, there, what's, I forget what soccer team that they sponsor the, um, I think it's the LA one. Mm -hmm. Um, and like they'll you'll see like if you watch telenovelas you'll see them like um using the herbalife product like as a commercial within the program mm. like it's it's really really targeted and and it's just for a community that is marginalized already in our country and then is preyed upon even further by to being told they can like basically have the american dream by buying into this company and doing whatever um I just find that extra sad and, and it's, it's, it's not fair to them. And, and I don't know, it just feels extra wrong, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's, it feels like a big corporation preying on a, an already marginalized community right. um, and like economically um, like downtrodden communities in yeah. the United States because they are more vulnerable and more prone to being manipulated into something like this because of the financial insecurity yeah. and the um, marginalization culturally. And, but and that's, that's the MO of, of multi-level marketing in general is preying on the vulnerable, you know, like, yeah, sure. Do they go after Becky in the suburbs? You bet. But they go after Becky in the suburbs who's just had their, you know, their husband lost his job or they're in the military and they've just relocated for the fifth time and she has no friends and um, or she's just recovering from cancer or, you know, they're going after people when they're at their lowest point or they're scared about their future. 
and it's just it's just wrong on so many levels. And then the nutrition clubs just put another layer of scam on something that is already, in my opinion, like three scams deep. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. Um, so many multi-level marketing companies specifically target women, especially women who are in a position that they feel like they need community, right? They need like sisterhood of other women to sell these products with and, you know, new moms, military wives, um, recent college graduates who don't know what they're doing with their lives, stuff like that. But um, yeah, so let's, let's talk about these nutrition clubs. So I think a lot of people after you describe what these nutrition clubs are, will realize that they have actually probably seen one, been in one, maybe purchased product from one. So what are they? So these are Herbalife, like not Herbalife run, but basically like Herbalife sponsored. They're people who are in the Herbalife pyramid, right? They're, they're independent sellers of Herbalife Distributors, product. right? Distributors, yeah. And they have to have been from Herbalife's rules, they have to have been a distributor for at least a year before they can open one. And they're basically given like a packet of information, like here's how you do it. But they are responsible for getting the lease, you know, all the expenses, buying all the product, whatever. And of course, they're buying Herbalife product at their price, which could be anywhere from say a 25 to a 50% discount off the retail price of the Herbalife product. But as we know, MLM product, <laughs> is already marked up. So their retail prices are already inflated. So by the time you bring that back down at a 50% discount, they're probably buying at a normal retail price. Like what you would find at a GNC or a Walmart. Correct. Um, so it's, so that I'll get into why that's a problem in a minute, but, um, so basically what they do is they take, they open up a shop in, you know, a strip mall, whatever. And if you see a shop that says such and such nutrition, Jonesburg nutrition, um, you know, um, healthy family nutrition, you know, highway 29 nutrition, if it's got the word nutrition in it, it's an Herbalife front. They will not speak about Herbalife publicly. Um, in fact, they may not even say it on their social media. Some do. One of my local ones does. They will put Herbalife product in their stories on Instagram. Um, but it's not in the shop windows. The name Herbalife is not in the name of the shop. It, it's a little more covert. And it's not allowed to be per Herbalife's guidelines. They say that to them. Um, they're not allowed to have an open or close sign on the door. They have to black out their windows. Now, what's interesting is I see very few of them actually doing that. So Herbalife is not enforcing their own rules, but those are the rules. They're designed to be recruitment centers and clubs where you pay a membership fee. Again, very few do that, although some operate kind of like a mini fitness center where you might go take a yoga class or like a Zumba class, and then you get a free shake with your class. Okay. But yeah. Because them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, I was I was just going to interject to say that, like, while I was doing my research, one of the things that was confusing to me was that um, I, I found like a document from a few years ago of the nutrition club rules. And it was so fascinating because what I saw on the social media pages of nutrition clubs that have social media, they seem to be operating in a very different way from the way that this idea of the nutrition club seemed to like what it was originally supposed to be. Because to me, it seems like the nutrition clubs were originally maybe a way to sort of rehab the image of Herbalife, you know, during and post this like scandal of the lawsuit. It also seems like it was meant to be not like a big flashy, like we are a restaurant or we are a cafe, but more of a like, like a club, like is in the actual name, like this is supposed to be a community meeting place for, you know, neighbors and friends in, in the community to get together and support each other on their health journeys and, you know, eat their nutritious shakes. And, um, and I've seen that, or it seems like in the last few years that the the nutrition clubs that are actually successful are not the ones that are taking that community-based approach, but are ones that are masquerading as a juice bar or a smoothie shop. You are 100% correct. So in the guidelines, and I mean, we've probably read the same one. They're from like yeah, 2018 probably. or something. Yeah. Um, 
And it says that they're not a retail establishment and they're not a restaurant. Hmm. All of the ones I've seen are operating as both. Um, they're not meant to be takeout. They're not meant to be what, I mean, ours was running where you could order through DoorDash for a while. Like that's takeout wow. if I ever saw it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because they weren't getting cracked down on at all by Herbalife. So they don't care because what they're doing now is obviously going to be more profitable. And let's yeah. Be, that's going to well, be more profitable. Exactly. It's obviously going to be more profitable to sell individual shakes than to sign people up for memberships, which right. is what they're supposed to be doing. And I under, but I, and at first when I was reading through the Herbalife rules for the nutrition clubs, I was like, this is so weird. Like what kind of business model is this? Like, why are there all of these rules? But then it started to click because what they're doing is they are skirting around any need to adhere to like food safety and like restaurant laws. Yep. So if they are not, um, and also like retail, like selling food laws. <laughs> so if they're not selling food products, if they're not preparing food products, which supplements are not food products, um, which I'm sure we'll get into <laughs> the difference between that. Um, and if, People are not allowed to, you know, take the product out and it's a membership based thing or you like get a free drink as like a gift with whatever other service you're buying there, then their employees don't have to go through a serve safe uh, certification. They don't need to worry about health inspections. And yeah, so it's basically now like illegal smoothie shops operating up above the food safety laws in some, in some cases. Now yeah. I do want to be so inevitably when I make a post about anything related to these clubs on TikTok, there is someone in my comments going, not my club. Um, and I imagine them in that voice because that's exactly how it sounds. But <laughs> they, there, there are ones that do go through full inspection. There are ones that get the proper licensure. There are ones that do this. They are the minority. And yeah. I will say this only because I know how the ones near me operate. And I've had so many people in my comments that have worked at one, have gone to one, have whatever, and they've, they've told me differently. So for every one employee or owner of one that I've had comment, I have 10 to 20 people saying, no, the one near me does it this way. And so, that's amazing. Like, I'm so glad that the, that the owners of those shops are on their own, you know, going through those processes to keep their customers safe. That's amazing. But it still stands that Herbalife is not the one requiring yeah. them to do that. And Herbalife as a company is absolved of all responsibility if any of their distributors get in trouble. Correct. And that's why they did it that way. And that says very plainly in those guidelines, this is not an Herbalife franchise. Mm -hmm. They have basically absolved themselves. All it is, is a way for them to sell more product to their distributors. You have to buy a shit ton of product to run one of these places. What, yeah. a, what a perfect way to make sure that your distributors are getting the volume every month is to get yeah. them to one of these places. So what does it look like in one of these smoothie shops and like, or these nutrition clubs? Like, why are they, um, in your opinion, why are some of them becoming so successful and popular? Well, they look really fun. I mean, if you see them on Instagram, like the shakes look like a milkshake. If, if a lot of the places that are the most successful are not just dumping the mix in a cup and handing you a straw, they're <laughs> adding like whipped cream they're adding cereal or candy or sprinkles or whip you know i said whipped cream already or like chocolate sauce or things to them to make them look like a legitimate like milkshake but it's only however many calories oh look at that and it's healthy for you it's a you know um it's or or my favorite which is the loaded teas um it's clean energy and i'm using air quotes that no one can see except for <laughs> except for carolyn um but they may they say all this crap about them and the and the loaded teas are really brightly colored they're basically kool-aid um but they look really pretty and they photograph really well and so you see this and then there's always really you know tan at least in my area they're like really tanned fit fun loving young young ladies like in the shop young ladies i sound like my mom i mean i'm <laughs> a youngster um <laughs> 
<laughs> but like, there's always these like young girls and like, you know, hanging out and having a shake and it just looks like a fun vibe and it's brightly colored and well lit. And so it just looks like the place where young people are hanging out. It has nutrition in the name. And so people think it's healthy and they want, and they think that they're getting a good quality smoothie or juice or something. And it's all powders. I mean, it's not food. Yeah. It's all just, it's just flavored supplement powders with maybe some like cookie crumble topping, like you said. I've and, seen um, where they put frozen strawberries in it. So occasionally oh, they use fruit. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Or boba. <laughs> Ours uses boba in their tea. You can add that for a dollar. Like mm -hmm, let's mm -hmm. give them the credit we can. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's so interesting because I was, um, I, I first was inspired to do an episode on this because of a TikTok that it wasn't yours. It wasn't someone um, like actually talking about how Herbalife works or anything. It was just uh, someone basically being like, has anyone noticed that there's all these weird nutrition shops popping up all over the place? Like, what is this about? And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this about? I'm going to look into this. Yeah. Um, and so I looked to see uh, if there was one in Orlando where I live. And there are, there's a handful of nutrition clubs in Orlando, but there's one in particular that seems to be doing very, very well. And when I went to their Instagram page, it was very clear why. Like they're their branding and just like the interior look of the place looks like something that's kind of like a cross between a juice bar and like a Froyo restaurant. Um, you know, a lot of white, a lot of clean lines, um, bright colors, neon signs, like fake plants. And the people that were taking pictures, yeah, they look like, you know, people that were just coming from a yoga class or orange theory. They're, they're targeting people who are interested in health and fitness. Um, just like I used to work at a juice bar, like the same type of clientele is who they yeah. are targeting. And even a couple of, um, local group fitness instructors in the area who I have worked with in the past were actually following the Instagram account, probably not even aware that it was associated with Herbalife. So it's very sneaky and it's very, uh, it, it's very covert. Um, but just because they're being sneaky about like the brand of product that they use, like, I guess that isn't necessarily a red flag because lots of restaurants and smoothie bars, you know, use, protein powders and add-ins and aren't advertising the brands that they, you know, get that supply from. So what is it about Herbalife products specifically that people should be cautious about, especially, you know, consuming in large quantities like these nutrition clubs would like you to do? Um, well, the, the thing you were just saying too, is like, I, I agree with you. I think that not mentioning brand name of the, like, it's not like you go to, um, you know, a local restaurant and they're like, all our ketchup is Heinz and all our, you know, all exactly. our <laughs> hot dogs are Oscar Mayer. Like they're not going that far. And I don't expect, I don't expect, you know, a nutrition club to do that either. However, because they're, they don't have, they're not publishing any nutrition information. They need to be transparent about what's in the product. And because they're using something that does have nutrition information, they need to be transparent about that. Um, because the other stuff you can kind of be like, okay, it's whipped cream, it's this, it's that. You can see it, but you don't know what's in that powder. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, <laughs> what's in it um, has not historically been very good for people. Um, in fact, there's a high amount of fructose in, I, I want to say it's in their formula one. I should probably double check that. Which is their, um, like meal replacement powder. Yeah. Right? It's one of their two protein ones. And, um, I'm sure you may, you may know this, but, um, it's one of the, you know, sugars that it's the only sugar that can only be processed by your liver mm -hmm. and in large quantities, it can lead to liver failure. And that's where the lawsuits from the liver failure, um, came from. Yeah. So for, um, for the listeners, I, I have a degree in nutrition. I'm not a dietitian, but I'll give you a little overview of fructose. So fructose is a naturally occurring sugar that is present in a lot of foods, including fruit, but when it is uh, eaten in high quantities in its isolated form, that is when it can, um, potentially cause issues, you know, with things like blood sugar and liver function, you know, I don't want to fear monger and scare people away from eating fruit because eating fruit is not dangerous. <laughs> but um, 
it, it is a little bit different in supplements um, when an individual molecule is isolated and then put into something in really high quantities. That's much better said than what I said. <laughs> no, don't worry again, about mine it. Mine just comes from what my what I've learned from my dietitian, and I hear it and then translate it into how my brain will understand it. And yes, you know, yes. And my background's not in science, but I understand enough to to know, mm-hmm. when, you know what that translates to. Yeah, There's and so too that they're not real transparent about, which is the allergens. Um, again, the labels on the Herbalife product are very transparent about this. It'll tell you that it has wheat or soy or dairy or whatever in it. Um, but they don't, they'll flat, I've heard instances where they flat out lied to people. Um, there was a commenter I had on TikTok say, I asked them flat out, does it have soy in it? And they said, no. And I'm like, that's ridiculous because all they go on about is that it's plant-based protein. And what other plant-based protein are you frigging getting? I mean, it's like, you can't make any, I mean, there are others, but soy is probably the most widely available. Yeah. It's the one that often tastes the best, has the best texture to mix into drinks, is the least expensive for the company to produce. So um, yeah. So the, the transparency, it sounds like is definitely one of the biggest issues because there is no company mandated guidelines for them being transparent about the ingredients because they don't have to be because it's not a restaurant. Correct. And the other thing that they, that's weird to me that they do also is with in line with the plant-based thing is they'll say that it's all plant-based protein, which I guess they're getting around this by saying the word plant-based instead, instead of, of vegan. Right. But there's whey protein in this stuff too. So if someone thinks that they're getting something that doesn't have any animal products in it or thinks it's entirely soy-based or something, they're not. So again, mm-hmm. even if you ask for it without any dairy in it, there's dairy in it. So like, it's just, it's weird. It's bizarre to me that they do that. And I think it's, I don't know that, I don't think it's done maliciously in the cases of them lying about what's in the ingredients. I think it's done out of a place of ignorance on the part of the reps, the people that work in the stores um, being told the wrong thing or not knowing enough. I mean, I just, I think that's it is what it comes to. Yeah, yeah. Ignorance and some carelessness, but that is, um, you know, the fault of Herbalife for creating this business model, but not something Herbalife will ever get any of the blame for uh, officially. But um, so I want to talk about it. Okay, so the that's like the shakes, which just from a fitness professional, my my perspective on like protein shakes is that they shouldn't be considered meal replacements. Um, I I don't think that supplements instead of food is a very um, helpful behavior to have when it comes to eating. I think supplements should be considered supplemental. That um, if, if you're being marketed a product that's supposed to replace all the nutrients of actual food, I it's it's just too good to be true. A, a single powder isn't the same as an actual smoothie made with like fruit and nut butters and milk and actual food ingredients. Well, so I I mean just just from my perspective, I wouldn't recommend anyone that you know is maybe getting <laughs> health advice from me to rely on protein shakes of any kind, um, including from Herbalife as like your breakfast every day. But if you like to eat them sometimes, it's probably not a big deal. (laughs) I mean, I think the way too, the way that I see a lot of people do it is they add that protein powder to a regular like smoothie with vegetables and fruits. Exactly. And, and yeah, I mean, it's not meant to be a constant, I don't know, our body absorbs real food better than it's going to ever absorb a supplement. I mean, that's just, that's just reality. Our body's mm-hmm. like, oh, we like the real stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, I know exactly what you're saying. And like, we were, before we were recording, I was talking about, you know, my ADHD. And like, one of the things for that is you forget to eat, or you're like, you realize you're hungry, and it's been an hour past when you probably should have eaten. And I keep things like Ensure or things like that, like those those things in my refrigerator so that when I've gotten to that point that I'm not just like shoving whatever in my face, that has some actual nutrition in it so that I can then make a choice when I need to eat later that I'm like, oh, I can eat some real food that's actually, instead of just like, let me just grab this bag of chips and inhale that, you know? Yes, so- yes. That's such an excellent example of like, a way that supplements can be a useful tool in like intuitive eating. Um, I just have such issues with any supplement company that is claiming that their supplements are like 
relying on their supplements for nutrition and calories is healthier than just eating food. Um, I think that is so manipulative and leads like contributes to disordered eating and it like they they just want you to buy their supplements. They probably don't even believe what they're saying. No. I I also have a a history where um at a previous job I had to sell supplements that were probably honestly probably made in the same factory as the Herbalife supplements. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah. So I I have my yeah. own opinions on supplements, but um I want to talk about the loaded teas or the lit teas because I feel like even more than the shakes, which. I wouldn't be surprised if the shakes are the product that maybe sells the best, but the products that you see on social media the most are definitely these teas, because like you said, they are colorful. There's like gradients of like, I don't know. I saw one that basically looks like a tequila sunrise. Like they look like fun cocktails. Yeah. So what are these teas? <laughs> teas in quotes. They are really pretty. They are. Um, and I want to preface all of this by saying, if you've seen them and you think they look great and you want a crap ton of caffeine, um, there are great dupes that are way cheaper and there is a TikTok user. Her username is silver lining lessons and she is doing dupes all the time that are flavor dupes for the exact ones from these nutrition clubs without awesome. herbal life product. So, <laughs> so that you don't um, have to go spend $5 a pop or whatever five, it is at the herbal like life. seven or eight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. What? <laughs> yes. Wait till you, wait till you hear this. So these, they call them a tea because they have a tea concentrate in them, which is a powdered, they've taken tea leaves and turned it into a powder. It's like, okay. no, I'm sorry. It's not even tea leaves. It's tea extract. They have taken a tea extract. Like, you, you know how you can take the green tea, like pills, mm -hmm. it's that stuff. Okay. The powder form that they dump in a glass along with, sometimes they put extra guarana in it, which is the stuff, the extra stimulant that's in energy drinks like Red Bull mm. and Monster and all that. Um, and then they throw in this product they have called Lift Off, which has caffeine and guarana and taurine and uh, there's one other thing in Probably it. Probably B vitamins. A crap ton of stimulant and some vitamins, some B vitamins and things. Um, and then they throw in probably they have an uh, aloe, they have a flavored aloe and an unflavored version. They have like a collagen supplement. They put all that crap in it. And then the flavor, the pretty colors and things. And this is where I get the most argument because I called it syrup one time and they wanted to kill me. <laughs> Basically there, there are two camps of nutrition clubs. One uses the same powder drink mixes you can buy at the grocery store. So like a crystal light or any Kool-Aid type knockoff, whatever they use those powders, the sugar-free ones. Um, there is word, although it is not currently on Herbalife's website for the general public that Herbalife is now making a stevia sweetened powder drink mix that you can use for those. And that's the word, but some of them, brag that they're only using stevia which is bullshit because they're sucralose and almost all the other crap they're putting in there so whatever so if you're one of those people that think splenda is the devil then you know herbalife's the devil because it's got splenda in it um <laughs> anyway so um they so that that's what goes into those and they call that a loaded tea and the loaded part is all that extra caffeine and guarana which is all a stimulant the issue is those stimulants, they're probably anywhere between about 180 to 200 milligrams of stimulant in them, whether that's the caffeine or the guarana, I have no way of knowing because the way that they label this and the liftoff is it's 351 milligrams of a proprietary blend, which just uh, sounds so amazing. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. know exactly what that is. Um, no, they so tell for you comparison, that, um, do you off the top of your head know how much caffeine is in like a typical cup of coffee? It's, I want to say it's like 30 to 35 and like, or it's, it's like 30 to 50, I want to say. And same, same thing with like a black tea. Okay. Okay. I just Googled it. So, um, this says that eight fluid ounces of black coffee has 95 milligrams of caffeine of stimulant. So these teas have, how much did you say? Anywhere from like 180 to 300, just depending okay. on what you're getting. So, so one of these loaded teas has two to three times the amount of stimulant as a typical cup of coffee. Yeah. 
It's okay. it's more like if you're having like a venti like espresso drink from Starbucks, mm-hmm. like with extra shots in it. Okay. <laughs> like Which that. is still a lot of caffeine. <laughs> but think about but think about too, like if you're drink like I don't know, I don't like guzzle my my espresso drinks either. Like if I'm getting like a pumpkin spice latte or whatever I'm getting at Starbucks, I'm I'm not really that basic, but I'm using that as an example because it's almost PSL season. We're getting close to fall. <laughs> we really are. Like we know what fall is in Florida. But I anyway. know. Um, (laughs) I'm getting a thunderstorm. Does that count? Um, but anyway, like when you get those in like the venti or whatever, like you're not, you're not drinking that you sip coffee. Mm -hmm. Like you think about these teas, like it's in a glass with a straw. You, you drink that. Yeah. You're going to consume that a lot quicker than you would a hot cup of coffee or even, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I just feel like, um, there's something about it to me. And I think that the other issue is the combination of stimulant. Maybe you know more about this than I do, but mm-hmm. part of why people, you know, some health professionals are against energy drinks in particular is the combination of the stimulants, not just mm-hmm. caffeine, but the caffeine c- combined with other stimulants, particularly guarana, which A is creepy in its natural form. Don't Google it unless you want nightmares. Because <laughs> um, it looks like eyeballs. But, oh my goodness. I I don't think I've ever seen it before. You need to see it. Um, and then, but that, so it's that combination of things, but, but also that that guarana is, which is a hard word for me to say, um, is, the, oh, it is, is creepy looking. Isn't oh it? my gosh. <laughs> they look like little berries with like googly eyes poking out of them. They do. They do. <laughs> um, but that stimulant is the one that people, if you're sensitive to caffeine, you're probably really sensitive mm. to that. Like I've That's probably that. why I've never liked drinking energy drinks. Yeah. They, yeah. People, that, people that have a sensitivity to caffeine. Now, it's also why people that like have ADHD are like, give me all the energy drinks, right? Because that stimulant helps with all the brain function mm-hmm. and everything. I can't yeah. even say things when I think about it, but, but I, <laughs> but it doesn't affect people, you know, cause we have a high tolerance for caffeine. So it doesn't tend to affect us as much. Um, so that's the other concern there. Like caffeine is a stimulant. It is a natural stimulant. It is naturally occurring mm-hmm. in the sense that coffee and tea are naturally stimulating beverages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I, I think the, um, the main issue that I have with these loaded teas or lit teas is not necessarily the product itself because, you know, lots of caffeinated beverages exist on the market. For me, I think it has more to do with the um, the way that they are named that makes it sound like it's more, I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I, I haven't been going to Starbucks as much in the last few years, but I feel like Starbucks has some drinks, some caffeinated, some not that are more like tea based or juice based mm-hmm. that are colorful and pretty and refreshing. And these drinks are sort of reminiscent of that. They're like passion fruit tea or whatever. Yeah. But these drinks don't actually, even though they're called tea yeah. and they do contain a tea derived ingredient, they aren't a cup of tea. It's not the same as iced tea. And um, in reality, it really just is an energy drink, which is different from a cup of tea. It's a different thing, not necessarily bad. And like plenty of people drink energy drinks and are, you know, perfectly healthy and enjoy them and that's fine. But it's, to me, it's misleading marketing. And um, one thing that I've heard you talk about also is the way that these very high stimulant containing energy drinks are in some ways, at least in some locations being marketed towards like teenagers and children, which is dangerous. Yeah. I mean, it's dangerous anyway. And again, I think the biggest thing for me when it comes, and I say this as someone with a marketing background, like I understand why people use certain buzzwords, they sell things. But I think it's irresponsible to call something healthy when it is enough. If you were to just be like, hey, this is great energizing tea. And someone says to you, oh, what is it? And you're like, oh, it's just like it. It's like an energy drink, but it's got this natural blend of whatever in it, plus the stuff that you love from whatever. I wouldn't have a problem with that. It's that they call it, quote, clean energy. Or they say it's, you know, and it's like it's no more clean than a monster or Red Bull, which like you said, that's fine. If that's something you like enjoying, but I think you should know that this thing that you're getting is essentially that. I would want to know that. Like I have no problem. Like 
personally, I can drink an energy drink. It does not affect me. I have no problem with that. And I would have no problem with, if this weren't an Herbalife product, I'd have no problem with drinking those things because it would not affect me. But when you say to someone that it's natural and it's healthy and it's clean or whatever the hell that's supposed to mean, Mm -hmm. and then they feel okay giving it to their child or (laughs) their pregnant wife, which I saw recently. Oh no. Um, Well, I did, I did warn her. So (laughs) they, um, they advertise, so they do have a separate drink that they sell for children that is uncaffeinated. But the thing is, they don't, because they don't reveal that it's basically an energy drink. I've seen people just straight up hand them off to their children. Mm. And I I think if they knew that it was basically an energy, I mean, so many parents would not even just hand their child a Mountain Dew. So why would you? No, or a Red Bull. (laughs) But that's basically what this is. Right. Right. And like, I know the one, like, I, I, I mean, I can tell too how I got into my dislike for these things, but the one that I see most often flat out asks people at, a, I see them at events and they're like, do you want it with energy or without? That's exactly how they say it. Mm. And that's whether or not they add the lift off into it. Okay. And I mean, that's fine. I think most people are going to assume that it's caffeine. I don't think that that's necessarily problematic. But if you say yes, I don't think that you necessarily know that it's hundreds of milligrams of caffeine. Yeah, that it's so much more than like what your typical caffeinated beverage would have. Right. And um, I was at an event and this guy went and got one. And I said to his pregnant wife who was sitting with me, I was like, Oh gosh, I'd be careful with that. Those are those have a lot of caffeine in them, and I don't know if your doctor has you, you know, because recommended dose for like pregnant women is like 200 milligrams or less mm-hmm, a day. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of like, I don't know if your doctor has you limited on that. And she's like, No, I have a pretty high caffeine intake anyway. She was Cuban, so that she drinks a lot of like Cuban coffee, which okay. is pretty high, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty high in in caffeine. And so like the doctor was like, You don't really need to change that. It's pretty consistent. You do it all the time. It's fine. It's between her and her doctor. It's not yeah, my yeah. That's like but an I, individual. I kind of say something to her, and then her husband comes back. He goes, "No, no, no. I got it without." And I was like, "Okay, good." But like, yeah, yeah. It's it's so it's so tricky, and to me, it just is so similar to a lot of the other like bullshit marketing that we've seen over the years in all different areas of diet culture based industries of supplements and diet foods and um and even things like fitness challenges that just make all these extraordinary claims about how good for you this is and um just like what's going to happen to you and all the good things that are going to come from it when those claims are just entirely baseless so i do want to talk about some of the kind of crazy claims that herbalife has made about their products because they're kind of comical and because they're making these claims about supplements and not food products they face no like repercussions basically because so little overview for anyone who doesn't know this about supplements in the United States, they do not have to be regulated or they're not regulated by the FDA. The only way a supplement can be taken off of the market because it's causing harm to people is if it's already on shelves being sold and enough people have gotten sick from it that, and like enough cases have been reported that there is then an investigation that finds that the supplement is harmful and then it gets pulled from the shelves, which by that time it could hurt so many people. And like Metabolife, like Google that if you've never heard of Metabolife, it had ephedra in it and it was like oh, a in like the late 90s and like, yeah, but it, yeah. Was, on, it was on the market for uh, over a decade before they pulled it. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, the Food and Drug Administration does not cover supplements. So a lot of supplements that either they just don't contain the active ingredient that they claim to contain or they contain a bunch of other crap that they're not supposed to that can have negative health effects. Um, But the other side to this is that supplement companies often make very extraordinary health claims that a food company would not be able to get away with. Um, Like food companies in order to make a health claim about their food, like Cheerios saying that they are heart healthy and like reduce your cholesterol. There has to be like a certain amount of scientific rigor behind that claim in order for it to be legally put on food labels with supplements that is 
not even a thing. So what does Herbalife say that their supplements can do? Well, I was just going to say the Cheerios thing too. And even with the food, if they get to the point where they've got scientific data to back it up and they're making that full on claim that it can cure or treat a disease, the FDA will say, okay, we're going to regulate you as a drug now. Yeah. And yes. Cheerios changed their advertising because to get away from that. They're like, never mind, we'll quit saying that. That is true. That is true. Yeah. That happened probably like 10 or 15 years ago, mm -hmm. maybe even more than that now. But yeah. I remember learning about that. But um, yeah, anyway, so yeah. what does Herbalife say that their products so can do? They say everything from it's going to help you lose weight to it's going to, you know, cure your, you know, PCOS, I think. They're really, they're really like, I no lie, I saw one from my local uh, nutrition club the other day that their uh, loaded tea burns 100 calories per um, I can't remember if it was per serving or per hour, but basically that what? drinking, yeah, either way, it's stupid. Like, <laughs> where, drink, where are you even getting that number? <laughs> yeah. A hundred, like just drink this. It'll burn a hundred. Like the, first of all, the thing has probably like 25 to 30 calories in it to begin with. So you've got to like, so are you burning, are you burning those 25? So you're only burning like 75 really? Oh like, my gosh. Oh like, my what's gosh. What's the real math on this? Oh, it's like, and, and like, does it even matter? And should it even matter? But, um, okay, cool. Well, thank yeah. you so much for talking about all of this. I want to kind of like wrap up our conversation here. And I, I want to, um, I just want to also give a note that like, and hopefully we kind of made this clear as we were talking, but like, we don't personally have anything against customers of these shops, people who enjoy these products, or even necessarily the, the owners of these shops, especially the ones who are, you know, actually going through the steps to, you know, provide sanitary conditions and provide allergen information and stuff like that. In the end, the problem that we have is with Herbalife as a corporation and the, the, the nutrition clubs are just an outshoot of them and the, the company's desire to make money off of communities. And, um, yeah. And so if, if and you I, to I give, Oh yeah. Go for it. Well, no, I just, I just think it's important to note too that, and a good contrast in this is that Herbalife made five point five billion dollars last year as a corporation, mm -hmm. you know, and these little shops are, at worst, losing tens of thousands of dollars a year. At best, they're barely scraping by, and that to me says everything. And my my hope for these businesses because some of them are working so hard, they're working so hard, mm -hmm. and they're employees, which are probably their downline. Oh yeah, um, I was going to ask about that. <laughs> are, are working really hard. And honestly, I think they could do so much better if they were, even if they were still using a protein powder, but buying wholesale from a, a distribute, a wholesale distributor, buying all their product from wholesalers and, and kind of just detaching from Herbalife entirely. Yeah, just they not being walk. beholden to that company. And they can have a completely their own small business without having any tie to Herbalife. They're going to be more successful in the long run and they're going to have a much bigger profit because their profit margins are going to be better if you're not paying a retail price to mm -hmm. a corporation that doesn't give a crap about you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Because the way I see it, even even the people who seem like they are in, you know, powerful, successful positions in, um, in MLMs, a lot of the time they are projecting an image that isn't actually reflective of their experience there in order to keep the hustle going. And they are just as much, um, victims of this business model as, you know, the people that are in their downline and are in even, you know, potentially even worse situation. But, um, yeah, so I guess the one last thing here is, uh, we were talking about the product so much, but these shops are intended to be recruiting opportunities. Um, so do you have any idea if that's even successful? Are, are these shops actually bringing in downlines for the people that own them? The, uh, yeah, I think they are. I mean, I don't think that they're like converting customers necessarily, but they're but the people that work there a lot of times are downline from the owner. So, oh, wow. Um, so does that mean general, the employees of, these shops are at least partially responsible for purchasing the inventory of these Correct. shops. Yeah. So oh. <laughs> I've, I've, I've heard all kinds of different things. There are some, but they seem to be the minority who are getting paid an hourly wage. 
Um, the others are anything from, I've heard they're essentially part of the owner's downline where they either purchase their inventory from the owner or they buy directly using their own account from Herbalife as their own personal volume and then they sell from that to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, or they, um, one was telling me that she worked at one for a while and anytime she sold a shake, she had to give $2 back to the owner to pay for the cup that it went in. $2? Which is bull, which is bull because those cups don't cost $2. I don't care what quantity you're buying them at. They don't cost $2. I thought yeah. you were going to say to like cover like rent or something, but the cup, that's a weird excuse. And, and there are some that are like, you're renting basically your space when you're working. Um, they, they don't get paid unless they sell a product, a shake or a, or a tea or whatever. They don't, they don't get any money unless they sell that. So like if they're cleaning up the bathroom or they're mopping the floor or they're rinsing out the, the blender or whatever, they're not getting paid because they're not getting hourly wages. Yeah. For a so, lot of people, it's not a typical like cert- food service industry job. Right. Right. And so I've had a lot, I've had at least two or three people uh, in my comments kind of telling me about this that didn't stay very long. I had another person that like, oh, my niece is doing that. And I'm like, oh my God, get her out. Um, but by and large, what I'm noticing is that they're either immediately, they're already part of the downline or once they get them in there, they're trying to recruit them into the downline. Wow. So I, I, I don't see a lot of, okay, if you or I were to walk in, they'd be like, oh, do you want to join us? Do you want to sell? Mm-hmm. Um, they do try to recruit you to open your own place, which is weird because that's competition. You'd think maybe an email list would be more effective, but... <laughs> I kid you not. The one, the one that I keep talking about and the one that if you see me saying the one near me, this is the one that I'm talking about, has a thing on there, a link on their website that's like basically, I don't even know how it's worded, but it's like open your own. Wow. And I'm like, that's your direct competition. Why would you? Yeah. Do that? Huh. That's so interesting. Cause yeah, it's not like it's an actual franchise, which like at most companies that, you know, work in a franchise model, they have like territories where there can only Correct. be, you know, so many locations within a certain area, but that doesn't apply here. Um, yeah. And it's because having the downline is your main source of income and that's ultimately what you're trying to grow it's so counterintuitive like the more competition that you have in your area that's your downline the better it actually is for you and like so then what's the problem with the general public with you or I going in and buying a shake or a tea like what's the harm right and i and i get that question a lot and i mm-hmm. understand that because i understand why people feel that way and i struggle with this too because you see these shops and for, two thirds of it is small business because they're, they're operating a shop in your town. They've rent, paid rent. They're, you know, they're, they, they are putting money back in the community in that sense. Mm-hmm. However, b- the bulk of the money they're, they're, they're grossing, the, the money they're bringing in, that revenue is going back to Herbalife. Um, it, you need to look at it when you go to buy from them. It's, it's no different than going to a McDonald's. Like, yeah, are you helping a small business owner? Sure. You're helping Joe Smith, who owns your local McDonald's franchise. But that money goes to McDonald's corporate. It's not staying in your community in the way that you think it is. Mm-hmm. So it, you have to think of it like, even though Herbalife says they're not franchises, it's really better. It's to, very similar. It's very, it's very similar. similar. It's not a small business. And this, like we have, we have a couple local like smoothie and juice bar kind of things. Mm-hmm. It's not local in the way those are local, where they're buying local fresh produce. They're, you know, they're hiring local people and paying them a wage. You know, they're not, it's like, it's totally a different thing. Yeah. And I think that that's what we need to remember is that at the end of the day, are you supporting someone in your local community? Yes and no. You're also helping to keep them in and they could be really losing money. And the people that are working for them could be losing money and the people they've recruited could be losing money. And Mm -hmm. you're continuing to contribute to that. And if you don't want your money to go to that, then you shouldn't go to these places. Yeah. That while you are, you know, maybe in the short term uh, supporting this person in your community who has aspirations to be a small business owner in the end, you are contributing even more to, or maybe not even more, but to this bigger system that is ultimately hurting far more people than it's helping and um, whose interests lie in profit and not in improving the health of anyone. 
Um, cause I, I truly do not believe that Herbalife as a company cares about anybody's health. Um, no. even if, in, in, even if individual distributors do. So I, I think that's such a good point. Thank you for bringing that up. I think we're gonna, um, close up the conversation here, but, um, I know that besides all the Herbalife stuff, you have obviously other things in your life and you are a small business owner. So why yeah. don't you plug yourself a little bit? Oh, I totally will. Um, that's actually how I got into to quote hating these stupid cafes <laughs> is I, um, I have a, a small business. I make and sell my own handmade soaps. I make and them they're beautiful. Yep. Make them completely from scratch. Um, design them myself, package them myself, sell them, ship them, whatever. And I do some local makers shows and I would run into these local, you know, nutrition clubs and be like, that's not a small business. <laughs> What's this? <sighs> anyway. Um, but yeah, my business is called the Gilded Bubble, G-I-L-D-E-D. Uh, and it is linked from my TikTok. Um, but, uh, you can find me at thegildedbubble.com. And I'm getting ready to do a really fun fall collection and, uh, and some Halloween stuff. I, I literally, while I was talking to you, my fragrances got delivered. I got the alert. So they're like sitting on my porch. Ooh, so I get to exciting. go play with that. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I will put um, a link to that and um, a link to your TikTok in the show notes of this. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was an excellent conversation. Everybody go check out Carrie's soaps and I will talk to you all in the next episode.